0: Welcome to the King's Cost, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Today I'm going to talk about 2 Kings 2. It's the story of Elijah and Elisha. This is one of the many wonderful stories in the Bible. And Elijah and Elisha, they are two of one of two great prophets in the Bible, if you don't know, in old testament. With this story, help us to grow in faith. To grow knowing that even in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was there. What God did with them, with Elijah, and then with Elisha, he can do with us. And more. Amen? And more. I'm not going to read the first six verses, but I'm going to give you a quick summary. In the first verses, first six verses now, Elijah was walking with Elijah all the time. Yes? He was living with him. He was being his disciple. He was learning from him. He was a, a servant to Elijah. He was all the time with him, even though. Elijah asked him three times, go, stay here, stay in Bethel, stay in Jericho. He said, no, I'm going with you. I am with you. And who was Elijah in those days? He was representing God. He was was the voice of God for the people. And like that today. We need to be with God. We need to walk with God. We need to learn from him. We need to be his disciples. We need to surrender to him. We need to be with him. And when someone tells us, stay there, don't do that, we say, no, sorry, I'm going with God. I'm, I stay with God. I'm not going to leave him. God was proving; he does prove our heart. He does talk to us. He does see how strong we are in him. He does, he wants to know if we are really listening to him or which voice are we listening. What is talking to you at this moment in your head? Why is telling you what to do today's day? Elijah was ready to do it. Elisha was ready to continue to do the work of Elijah because Elijah was living. He knew he was living, he was going with the Lord. So Elijah said, Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to continue. How many of you are ready to continue working with God? How many of you are ready to say, okay, God, I leave everything and I work with you like Patrick is doing now? Some of us, we cannot do it. We have to continue work and we have a family. But it does mean not to leave your wife or your children or your family. No, it's to give it to the Lord. To put all of them in God's hands. And then God will start working in them and in you. Amen? Amen. Amen. And Elijah did it. He did it. He surrendered everything to God. Are you ready to do it? Today is the day of surrender. Amen? We're singing that song, beautiful. Surrender. I give all to Jesus. I give all to Jesus. Surrender to Him. Let's read from verse 14, seven, 7, sorry, to 14. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance. Facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I do for you before I'm taken from you. You have asked difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I'm taking from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. In short words, I think he was telling him, don't get distracted. Don't put your eyes in other things. Put your eyes in me. I'm representing Jesus. Don't you think? As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elijah saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of horsemen of Israel. And Elijah said to him, Say him no more. Saw him no more. Sorry. Then he took hold of his garment and tore into two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's, Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak and had fallen, had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? Amazing story. Can you imagine be taken by the Lord in that way, alive, in a beautiful chariot full of fire and beautiful horses full of fire? Can you imagine? That is it's is incredible, isn't it? Spectacular. Just imagine The chariot full of gold and shining are amazing. All these beautiful passages in the Bible, all these beautiful miracles in the Bible. I just imagine. It's it's beautiful. But what all that has to be with us, with me? Well, all the Bible is about us. Every detail in the Bible is about us. God tape, He record things and stories and, and all, every part of the things that we really need to live today, to grasp today, to study today, to learning. He did it. He did it for us. It's the book of the life. We need to see that God always wanted To do great things for the next generation. Amen? For our children. Our grandchildren. Beyond anything in the past. And if you don't have children. Or grandchildren. You have nieces and nephews. And if you don't have. You have your friends. They have children. But there is no excuse. For our great next generation. It is wonderful for me to read all about miracles. I love it. That increase my faith, really. I go into the Bible, and I get so excited, and I live the moment. I live it. It's beautiful. Read about the Red Sea. Read about the open, the eyes of the blind, the raising of the dead. I love it. It's something amazing. But it is another thing for me. To have faith and let God open my Red Sea. Amen. Yeah. My, for let Him to open my spiritual eyes. Amen. Yeah. To let Him to ra- raise this dead body and bring it to life. Yeah. How many of us are just living only? Living. We need to ask God to rise this dead body because it's for him. It's for him. How many of us want to live our own miracle? How many of us want to say, okay, they did all these miracles. It was amazing. We read that. But what about us now? Yeah? Which one is your miracle today? Which one is your miracle today? He can give us all these miracles and more and more and more We can pray for people and people get healed in amazing ways. When we were in Malta, last time we were praying in the altar for a guy that he have he was deaf from when he was born, one of his years, and God was start opening his ear. At, and at the same time, he start opening the ears of two people. They are sitting down. And they came running. God heal my ears. God heal my ears. God does amazing things. He does. He is a God of miracles in our lives. But is everything about miracles? Is everything? What about who would like to have the double portion like Elijah? Come on. I don't see any hands up. Only one on the back. Oh, now many. Amen. Who would like to be empowered by the Holy Spirit? Amen. Good. It is really good because we have, we will get that. You remember what Elijah did? He was with Elijah all the time, learning, surrendering, leaving everything. Yes? We need to be there, there in that place with God, learning, surrendering, and giving everything. And in that place, not here, you can come here today. We will pray for you. Amazing! You will get a touch of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you can get struck. You can fall. You God can heal you. Amazing! But to be in power of the Holy Spirit to be really is a process, and that process you will get it you alone in the presence of the Lord. Elijah did it in the presence of the Lord, and after he surrendered everything, Elijah. God give it to him. He empowered him. It's a process. It's a process for us to be surrendering, to be disciplined with God, to give everything to him, to let him open your eyes, to let him work in you. And more now, that we all, I suppose, we all are Christians. Amen? If any one of you are not yet, we can do a prayer later, can we? But more now that we all are representing God. We all are representing God. Wherever you go, people are looking at you. Who is this Christian person? We all are representing him. Wherever we go. In our jobs. So wherever we go, we need his presence. We need him with us. We need him with us. Sometimes we go on holidays and we forgot about him, isn't it? We start enjoying and that. And we don't even pray. It's him. Everything is him. And now, as we are representing him, we need to learn more from him. We need to go to his presence. We need to be a faithful servant. We need to take, put our eyes on him and knowing the things from the world. When Elijah and and Elisha, when Elijah asked Elisha, what should I do for you before I go? What he say, I want a double portion, isn't it? If it's me, he asks me, I will say to him, take me with you. I don't want to live here. And look all what is happening in this world, isn't it? Many of us, we can be selfish and think, okay, take me with you, God. I don't want to be here and forget about our families, our friends. They are not safe. No, 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 no. I will tell him, okay, take me with you, but no. God needs us here today. Amen? And you are here today in King's Church. You are alive today for a reason. Amen? Because he has a purpose for our lives. Which one is? Ask him. Ask him. God wants us here. He is bleeding for those that are lost. He is crying He's still weeping over his dry church. Over all of us. He has to have somebody here. So now we need to forget about the chariot and the horses and all this beautiful thing. And it's amazing. Like the song say, I can only imagine okay, I don't have voice to sing. But it's amazing. But we have to forget. We are now here. Right here. And he needs us to do his work. We are not going anywhere. No. Paul, he knew. He got it. He really knew. He got it. He got it in his heart. He said... In Philippians 1.21, to live is Christ, and to die is what? Yeah. To live is what? Christ. It's not our jobs. It's not our family. It's not me, 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 but I'm sad, but I'm dumb, but I'm dumb. No. To live is who? But say it. Come on. To live is who? Christ. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you awake now? To live is Christ. Always remember, when you start thinking in something, but look, my life, look, that happened to me, look. Sorry, it's you. It's you. It's you, Christ. It's you. It's you. To live is Christ and to die is gain. Therefore, our lives should be lived for him, devoted to him, thinking about him, with him, everything about him. I know it's no easy. I know it's no easy. We still humans, we still have beef flesh and bones. I know it's no easy. But it's one thing that I learned that when something happened to me or to my husband or to us because we are one body. We start standing up and we declare, No, oh God, forgive me. But it's you. The evil doesn't have power over us anymore. It's you. We live because of you to do the work for you, and that's it. And this is one of the things that you have to stand up, firm, and say, okay, God, it's you. I'm here because of you, and he will help you. When you really surrender to God, when you really give it everything to God, he will help you. He will do it. Elisha knew that he will really need something more stronger to be able to deal with all these people in Bethel. There was bad people. With all these problems in Jericho. So what he needed was a double portion. But Elijah said to him, when you see me as gone, when you see me as gone, when Elijah say to him, when you see me as gone, so he's gone with God, it's not anymore Elijah, it's Elijah now, it's not anymore other people, it's us now with God. What Elijah want to tell Elisha is you with God is you you intimacy with God is you miracles with God is you you work from me you is you it's you It's not Elijah anymore. It's you guys. It's you as individuals. It's you with God. It's you. We can read amazing things in the Bible. And it's beautiful. And encourage us. But it's us now with God. It's us now. Elijah wants Elisha do more things than he ever did. And he did more miracles than Elijah. Than Elijah. Elisha did more miracles than Elijah. <laughs> he wants Elijah to live his own experience. He wants Elisha have his own testimony. We cannot go and tell testimonies about other people. We can do it, yes. But what about our own testimony? What God is doing in our lives. In verses thirteen and fourteen I'm not going to read. When Elijah left, Elijah picked up the cloak and threw it towards the Jordan and say, Where is the God of Elijah? And God where is the God of Elijah? He said where is the God of Elijah? Does mean he wasn't trust. He Elijah wasn't putting the trust in Elijah. he was putting his trust in the God of Elijah. To who are you putting your trust in your pastors, in your leaders, in the people or in God? To who are you putting your trust? To who? today's days. You know, when Elijah, Elijah left, he left the cloak to Elijah. Sorry for my pronunciation. (laughs) It's like a twin, I don't know how you call it. I think it's better speaking tongues, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Really. (laughs) He gave him the double portion, yes? And today's days, From the moment that we accept Jesus. From that moment that we say the prayer of salvation. We have the promise of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So the Holy Spirit is living in me. And I hope in you guys. He's living in us. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that? that this is the temple you individuals are the temple of the holy spirit he is living in you he is living in us he said that in john 14 that we will be no anymore alone no anymore alone he will never leave us and he will never what forsake us he is with us from the beginning and to the end and that is amazing. That is beautiful. But Elijah have to do a big change in his life. He have to decide to follow God. Yes? Was his decision. And as you decide to follow God and do the prayer of salvation, he did decide. But it's a process and it's a big change, like I said before. Elisha was empowered by the Holy Spirit as he went farther and deeper in the Word of God and left everything behind. He paid the price. You know, what the Bible say about to pay the price, we know the salvation is free. Yes or no? But if you want to know the ways of the Spirit, you have to have an intimacy with Jesus Christ. Amen? You have to go deeper into the closet. Amen? Farther, farther into his word. And you are going to go to work closer than no one, no woman in this world. If you really go deeper into his word. You go closer. And you, it's, it's something that you don't want to come out from that moment. I understand why the people go and pray and they don't want to go out. Because it's something amazing. It's something beautiful. It's something that we need to be hungry and thirsty for God. For the Holy Spirit. We need to cry for, for the lost. To go in the streets. We need to stand up and say to the Lord, Okay, God, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here with you, but I need you help. I need you teach me your ways. I need you empower me with the Holy Spirit. Give me your wisdom. Give me your authority. Everything I need to continue because it's no easy. It's no easy. The life is no easy. We all know that. But we need to be hungry and thirsty for the Holy Spirit. Do you know when you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit? Do you know? It's when our lives never are the same. Never are the same. <clears throat> we change the way that we think, that we act, that we react. Okay, sometimes we have some reactions, huh? but it's not the same that before. Yeah? And the people, just laughing. The people will see us and see the change in us. But it's not for one month or two months. That is emotions. Oh yes, I changed and then after two months you went back again. No. It's forever. It's forever. In 2006, I was happily married to a Christian. And suddenly, after a few months, he wasn't a Christian anymore. Do you know that? Why? Because he had only knowledge about God. All was here. All was here. Nothing here. All was word and word and word. And it's amazing because the word of God is life. But not the Holy Spirit Not the Holy Spirit. He didn't have a revelation from the Holy Spirit. All word. So, after being praying, crying. I cry so much, guys. Crying, praying, kneeling, and fasting. I decided to leave him. But only for five weeks, okay? Okay. I decided to leave him for five weeks. I went to my country. I started praying more there and fasting more there. But I went there. And the moment I left my house, I said to God, God, I leave you my husband. I put him in your hands. I want you to do whatever you need to do to bring him back to you, to bring him back to sense. Because this is the truth. It's God. Amen? Amen? And for him, stop doubting about you dying on the cross. That you rose again for us. That you forgive our sins. That you save us. God, I leave it to you. And I left him. And I said to my husband, I look at his eyes and I said to him, if you put me to choose now between you and God, I choose God. Because God gave me you. And I do love God more than you. He couldn't believe that. He said, what are you talking? Are you saying how you can love someone that you cannot see? And you don't love me more? No. It was hard for me. It was really hard. It was broken heart. I cry and cry. I was praying and I was crying to God. I wasn't crying to him, no. I was crying to God. But even though in those time, in these two months or months, when I was here with him after that, I continue to be a good wife, a good example of God. Because we cannot change. When you are touched by the Holy Spirit, when you are empowered with the Holy Spirit, you have to be the same. The same. And I keep being a good wife to him. Even sometimes I want to smack him. <laughs> I tell you how many times I want to say, oh. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I want to. So I went away. I pray. I fast with my family. It was an amazing time. We used to talk every day. He used to call me crying. Now is the truth coming now. Now it's my turn, my amor. I'm here now. He was crying every day, calling me three times minimum. And I never asked him how was he things with God, his faith or anything. I never, because I want to rest in God. Because I give it to God. I keep praying and fasting for him, but I give it to God. And he never told me anything what happened to him, that you know what happened to him, isn't it? Anyway, I come back, was amazing. I come back and I found a different man. The man I married was amazing, was beautiful. But this one that I found was a man of God. Was a man of God. God needed to take me away from him to show him that he was God. That he was the one. God needs to put him in his knees. And surrender. And cry. And broken him. And empower him. By the Holy Spirit. Because from that moment. His faith. His love for Jesus. Is like that. Is like that. Some moments get like that. As well as me, and I believe all of you, don't be too holy now. <laughs> no, it's true. But then is when we have to remember, come on, keep going up, keep going up. We're still humans. But he is a man of God. God confronted him. And sometimes we need that. We need to go to our knees and say, okay, God, do it. You do it. Hello, And I tell you, women, God listens to our prayers, okay? He does listen to our prayers. One day I saw in in Milroa a couple, I think we were there standing up with a stand from King's Church. It was a couple, they are Christians from St. Barnabas, I think. And she said, oh, Liliana, I haven't seen you and Steve for ages. What did you do to make him like that? I said... How like that? He said, a man of God. He is. I said, okay. Do you want to have your husband like that? She said, yes, I will. I said, go, kneel, fast and pray. Fast and pray. God does listen to our prayers. <laughs> Amen? Amen? He does. Go and kneel and pray for you children to be safe, for you family Go and kneel and pray and cry for this city. We need it. We need hearts surrendered to God. We need to start, spend time with God directly. We need to go and worship him like we did this morning. But also we need to go alone and worship him. And adore him. And tell him how beautiful he is. How amazing he is. And forget sometimes all our things. And say, okay, God, I'm here. I'm here for you. And that moment, in that moment that you surrender, in that moment that you give everything to God, there is where you will get the double portion. So you ready to work? In his presence, our faith will increase. So we will be able to persevere in the suffering and believe in his miracles in our lives and in other ones' lives. Not only us, remember, it's not only us, it's you all. So who say amen? Amen. I see Elijah as a type of Christ in his ascension. Look what Jesus Christ said before he ascended in John 14, verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than this, because I am going to the Father. So we can do what? Greater things than him. But how? Sometimes we pray for people and nothing happens, isn't it? But how? Following his example. Remember, he used to escape from the crowd. Every day he used to go to his daddy. He wants us to escape from the crowd. From the multitude. From the stress. From everything that distracts us. And go to the Father, to our Daddy. He wants us to go to be with the Father. Jesus needed to do it. He needed to go to his Father. How much more we needed. How much are you praying every day? how much are you spending time with the lord just think just think elisha wants to do something different he knew that if he stay with god pres- in god's presence something new will come and he as well as me as well as you all need to have the power of the holy spirit amen not to start copying revivals, not to start copying uh, uh, miracles from other people, no. With God, there is no short cut, no. We want a revival, don't we? Don't we? Yeah. yeah. But the revival is at home. <coughs> Amen? So, if we want a revival, we need to start at home. And if we want to start at home, we need to start praying more and fasting alone, alone. One-to-one with God. One-to-one with God. And then you can imagine if all of you here spend this week fasting and praying. Okay, you have to work too, no? Fasting and praying and being in the presence of the Lord and asking God revelations and asking the Holy Spirit and come back here today. You you will be not sitting down like that. You will be no. You will be jumping and buzzing about the Holy Spirit. Yes or no? Yes or no? We need to spend more time with him. Every Sunday here, including today, I tell you, we have a brilliant preachings, isn't it? A challenging preaching. And I love it. That is one of the things that I love of this church. They say challenging preaching. And many people doesn't like that. Many people doesn't like to be challenged. So they go to all these churches where they tell them what they want to hear. Amen? And after we hear the preaching today, for example, what are we going to do? Just leave it? Sometimes come from this ear or from this one and go to here and not to here. And then run out from the other ear. Are we going home or wherever you go and start thinking, wow, wow. What the pastor Phil said last week, what he talked about last week, faith, all the things, amazing. And it's a meditating in what he said, and then it's a thinking, okay, how I can put that in practice in my life. How? We need to do. I tell you one thing. We are building. A strong army here in this church. Amen? 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 amen. How the soldiers say, amen. amen. We are building a strong, strong army in this church. Would you like to be part of it? Yes? yes? yes. Be ready. Be ready to carry the cross, guys. Be ready. Start praying more. Start fasting I insist and insist and insist about fasting because I help you to grow with God, grow closer with God, to sacrifice all the desires. It's amazing fasting. It's wonderful, and in the Bible say, it doesn't say if you fast, say when you fast in Matthew, isn't it? If you pray, no, when you pray. So we must pray. We must fast at least one day a week. And not until lunchtime and then at lunchtime have breakfast and lunch. uh uh-uh. No. Minimum about five o'clock. Minimum. Really. But should be until the next day. I'm getting stronger now. Or three days. Why not? we are doing now that with my husband. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, dear. It's when everyone gives you cakes and lovely food. And, and then everyone invites you for dinner. So sad, isn't it? When you cannot go. But anyway. So let's be ready to carry the cross. Let's get stronger in the Lord. Let's really read the word of God. Let's don't look only for a touching moments. Of the Holy Spirit. No, let's look for every moment we will be strong with the Lord. We can do it, guys. We can do it. You say, "Oh, Liliana, but you saying because you know suffering, you know ill, you know that you don't know, you don't know why I live sometimes, what we, what happened in our lives." You think we all the time uh, the evil doesn't touch us all the time, but we don't let him. To get closer. And that is what you have to do. Stand up and say sorry. Sorry but you are under my feet. And you don't have power over my life. My husband. My children. My anyone. And believe that he's going to do something. Not just saying. And be quiet. And go and start thinking about your problems. And your things. No. Believing that he's going to do something. Believing. Standing up strong. Standing up, strong in the Lord. We need strong soldiers. God needs strong people. He doesn't want we, we be like the waves, up and down. One day we good and good and happy, and because God used me and done the next day, whoo, what happened? No, He wants us to stand up every day. That when we put the feet on the floor, they will run. All the demons will run away from us. Because who is standing up today? Who is getting up today? It's a man. It's a woman of God. And Elijah did it. He stand up. He put a cloak in the river. Because he knew God was with him. Are you trusting in him? Or are you trusting in your own circumstances? In what you live in? God wants want to do miracles in our lives. He wants to change us. That is the best miracle that he can do. But also he wants to help us in our, with our children, in our marriages, in our single lives, in our jobs. He wants to do it. Let him. Let's open our hearts and say, okay, God, I leave it. I give it to you. I will do my part. But please, you do the rest. Are you ready to start from today? No. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready to stand up today? Like a strong soldiers of the Lord Jesus and say, okay, God, I'm with you now. And wherever I'm living, I give it to you, God. I rest in you, God. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to help others. I'm going to be an excellent husband and wife. I'm going to be a good children. I'm going to preach your work for you. Pray for the sick. I'm going to do it because we can do it, guys. We can do it. We can do it. Always, remember, we can do it. Put that in your head. Don't let the birds come to your head and make a nest. I remember Peter Cabanana said that, "Don't, as soon that came to your head, in the name of Jesus come out now. Now, with the authority of the Lord, with the authority of the Lord, He wants to do things great things in us. He wants to do it, but we need to carry the cross. In Matthew 10 verse 38 said, Whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Wow. Whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. What does it mean to take the cross? Is daily die to ourselves, to our desires, to me, 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 me. Is daily die and give everything to Him. But we need to have the power of the Holy Spirit to stand up firm in that, for His help, to stand up against to anything Because we always will have things, illnesses and problems, always, always don't think you will escape. I remember when they say, oh, you become a Christian and everything is good. (laughs) Everything is good. Yes. I tell you one thing. Everything is good. If you come become a Christian, say the prayer of salvation and then go and sit down in the church, listen the word of God and then continue to live the life. The same. Yeah. The evil, this, the evil will say, the devil will say, oh, that is no harm for me. So I leave them alone. When you really are stepping on, ha, 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 the evil doesn't like it. But who is more powerful? Amen. Who is more powerful? The Lord. the Lord. He is, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Amen. We don't have to. We have to stand that firm. Sometimes we can be like these men. Let's read verses 15 to 18. In 2 Kings. He said, The company of the prophets of Jericho, who were watching, said, The spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha,' And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Look, they say. We, you servants, have 50 men able. Let them go and look for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has picked him up and sent him down on, on some mountains or in some valley. No, Elijah replied. Do not send them. But they persisted until he was too embarrassed to refuse. So he says, send them. And they sent Fifty men who searched for three days but did not find him. Wow. When they returned to Elisha, who was staying in Jericho, he said to them, Didn't I tell you not to go? Sometimes we can be like that, isn't it? They say, send 50 people. Come on, guys. These 50 people were studying the prophecy. In Jericho. With the students of prophecy. Yeah. They sent them 50 people to look for Elijah. When the other ones saw. they God took him. They went for three days. Up to the mountains. You can imagine the mountains there. And the valleys there. And walking and looking. Three days. And when they come back. They say to Elijah couldn't find him and what did lasha say i told you how many times god tell us i told you not to yoke with an unbeliever i told you not to go to that place i told you not to do that i told you to stop doing that i told you i told you i told you how many times god tell us how many times Maybe it's pride in us. That we don't want to let the Holy Spirit work in us, tell us, guide us. Maybe it's pride. Or maybe it's because we don't know the Holy Spirit enough. And everything is coming with him. Yes or no? Maybe we need to read more the Bible. Go into his presence. Everything is coming within, like Pastor Phil said yesterday in the wedding. It's an experience. For me, it's an adventure. It's a holiday packet for me to go walking with the Holy Spirit. Because you don't know what is going to happen with him. You don't know where you're going to the corner and what he will do. Or what he will tell you to do. You to do. It's an adventure. I don't know about you. But I know. That with the Holy Spirit. Is always something more. Is something more. And I give thanks to God. I give thanks to God. Because this church. Is. An unique church. That is guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's guided. Of course, we're still not perfect. But it is guided by the Holy Spirit. We know that. We're still in progress, isn't it? So are we letting the Holy Spirit work in us? Oh, Just what the people say to us. What our family tell us. What our friends tell us. Are you letting the Holy Spirit guide you? Really guide you. Really tell you what to do and what not to do. Are you? Or are you letting your obsessions, your desires, your plans... Take a place. I want that. I want that. I want this. I want do And everything. God, what do you want? I will let him. The Holy Spirit guide us. Don't be like these 50 men. They went. They went three days. But some of us, we are maybe three months or three years or 30 years. In the same valley because we don't listen to God. How many years are you going to be in that valley? It's time to stop and to start listening to the Holy Spirit. It's time now. Verse nineteen to, no, to twenty two to finish now. Okay. The people of the city say to Elisha, Look our Lord. This town is well situated, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Bring me a new bowl, he say, and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and throw the salt into it, saying, this is what the Lord says. I have healed this water never again. Will it cause death or make the land unproductive? And the water has remained pure to these days, according to the word of Elisha has spoken. Jericho. Jericho means a pleasant place. Yeah? And they weren't there. And it was a pleasant place? No. Was there any trees? Any fruit, any grass, the water was polluted, it wasn't any pleasant place. It was a wasteland. We can use that like a, an analogy for us, really, today's days. We can look pleasant for inside, smiling, so nice. We can go and pray for people and God can use us. Yeah? By inside of us, how we are. How is our hearts? How is our lives polluted? In the beginning, when we give the life to God, when we do the prayer of salvation, we say, okay, that's it. My husband thought was that only because they told him in the church, in that church, not this church, okay? In that church, they told him, you just give your heart to God and that's it. Now, that is the beginning. That is the beginning of something. He thought, okay, that is magic. God will do something magic in me. He will change me like magic now. Some of us are still living the same life than before that we did a prayer of salvation. Some of us haven't forgive. Some of us haven't surrendered to God. Some of us think, okay, I'm all right. I don't need to forgive. I'm good. I'm that. No. That was the beginning of something. Now it's our job to go and surrender to God and forgive and forget and give everything and to leave everything in the past. All this anger, all this envy, all this uh, jealousy, all these things that is taking us from God. We need to leave everything in the past. We are new. Amen. We are new. Are you new? Okay, I want to see from today. (laughs) Come on. We cannot be that dry land. That people, they will be unfruitful. Unproductive. We cannot... We cannot be. We need to heal our hearts. We need to give everything to God. We need to go to the beginning. What Elisha did, he got, he asked for a vessel and put some salt there. And he went to the stream, yeah? He didn't go to the river. He went to where it started. And we need to go to the roots of our problems and say, okay, no more. We need to go and and pray. And heal our hearts. We need to go. And leave everything in the past. Why are we still living in the past? We will never have a present and less future. Stop thinking. in the past that happened. but What? It's no more the past. It's a present with Jesus. The past is gone. It's a present. And a great future with Jesus. Amen. If you let him work in you. It's a great future with him. This is the work we need to do. Forgive. Give all the pride to God. All. Stop being proud. What the Bible say about the proud people? What Jesus say? These students in Jericho. They couldn't do anything about the water. They have to wait for a man of God to purify the water. A man that really spent time with the Lord to render everything. Elisha, he has his own touch, his own vision, his own anointing. So he came with a good answer. And he purified the water. He went to the stream and poured out the salt. We need to be clean. This need to be a new vessel. Full of salt. Full of the word of God. Amen? To continue. If not, you will continue suffering, I tell you. We need to be clean for the Lord. We need to try to be the most holy that we can. If we really respect God, if we really love God, we need to be try to be the most holy. Keep our hearts clean is the answer. A new vessel, plenty of the word of God and the Holy Spirit there. We must look for holiness and do what God says in the Bible. God is more interesting, interested in our hearts than in our gifts. He is more interested. I tell you why. Because when I was reading in Matthew 7.22.23. 23 it was really touched my heart. He's more interested in our heart, the we, what we do for him. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And cast out demons, demons in your name? And do many many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So he will use anyone. He will use. But he is more interested in your heart. He wants our hearts clean. Show me a man or a woman. They really want to surrender to God. They give everything to God. They will go beyond anything, crying and asking the Lord for the lost. Show me a person that really go broken and say, "God, okay, it's not me now; it's you." Remember, it's not just head knowledge; it's the Holy Spirit. And we all need to be in power of the Holy Spirit. We need to continue to live this life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit that will help us to continue to continue a few weeks ago, we went to a wedding and was really it was they did what they liked it, what they made them happy. But after the wedding, we went to a restaurant and was uh, it was good. In the restaurant, they have a lot of flowers. So my husband, he asked the the, the bride, can you please, can you please, uh, can we give the flowers to everyone in the restaurant, all the women in the restaurant? And the bride said, yes, go and do it. And he went, you know him. He went, who tell him? He went and he, star, he got the flowers and he went to the table, started giving to the women. But he came with the flowers, but not only with the flowers. Guess with what, with the word of God. He started talking to them about Jesus, and then we were in the table with the bride and the people. It was a few people only at the wedding because it was abroad, and then I was he was behind me, behind me I couldn't see Steve, and he was praying for a couple. And then suddenly the bride said to me, "Oh no, he is not converting them, is he?" And I said, no, 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 no. He's not converting them. It's the Holy Spirit that does the work. He's talking to them about Jesus. She looked at me. Oh, dear. Okay. But then, the next minute, he said, oh, no. The bride said to me, look what he's doing now. But he, her face, she was very sarcastic. And, very, and I look back, and I look at Steve, and he was... Putting his hands in the eyes of the man. And the woman was crying in a restaurant. So they, I said, he's praying for his ears. I just smile and inside me say, God, you're too good. I say, he's praying for his ears and he's going to be healed. I say, God, help me inside my head. Help me, God, do a miracle. And he's going to be healed. I said to her, but really stand up. And I say, because that is our job. Wherever we go, we go and talk about our Lord Jesus. We go and tell them what he did for us. We go and pray for people. We go and do everything for him. That is our job. Yes, we are on holidays. Yes, we went on holidays. We went on holidays. We pray. We fast in holidays. You see, we're good. We didn't have a breakfast included, so we say, okay, we're going to fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you got, get breakfast included, isn't it? It's, 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 it's a temptation there. <laughs> but anyway, so that we did, and we prayed for that wedding, and we say, God, will be you will, because there weren't no Christians. So what happened? is they start praying for them. And I was praying, tell me, Jesus healed that person. I want my husband come here, sit down, say, Yes, Jesus healing. I want that inside of me. But I said, Yeah, God do amazing things. And that is what you get when you invite us. I said to them. Sorry, God, I was a little bit sarcastic. But no, I say, Is God? I don't care even about my family. Is God what my family will say? Forgive me. It's God. Amen. And so he was praying, and then he went to other tables and pray. and then when he came back, I told him, quick, quick. I said to him, oh, no, they were asking, what you were doing? And he said, no, I was praying for him because he has, what? Tinnitus. And tinnitus is like a a, a sound in his ear and the head, and it's like a zoom, something all the time in his ear. And he had that for many years. And he was praying, and he told them, and God was healing him slowly. And the woman was crying because God touched her heart. So they were, their faces was terrifying. You know, if you see their faces. And I say, I don't care. I say, I don't care anymore. What the people say. I don't care anymore. No. We have to live for Jesus. And we have to do it for Jesus. And what the people say. And what the people will try to stop us. Give it to God. People will try to stop us. To do the work of God. But no. It's when we have to do it more and more and more. Guys. More. Don't stop. Just be filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, empower me. Go to that place and ask the Holy Spirit to empower you. Because I want to be stronger. To live this life. And to do the work for you. The work that you sent me to do. Don't be quiet anymore. He was talking more than me about God, he's more really, yeah, but it was amazing, amazing, a lot of healings, lots of people touched by the law, crying, even a woman, she was saying bye-bye to us, and she's crying and crying, I said, why are you crying, he's so good, you too, (laughs) I said, okay, shall we go and have a coffee? (laughs) Uh, so she need more. She need more prayer. She need more. And we start praying for them and everything. And then they ended the paying the bill and everything. Thank you, God. God is good. <laughs> anyway, so it's, it's good. It's God, guys. It's God. In the wedding, the helper, one of the helpers of, of the person that did the wedding, he was a gay man. He was a lovely guy. He was there. And I talked to him more or less all through the wedding. And he's a lovely guy. On the end, when we say bye-bye to him, I said to him, look, Jesus loves you. He does love you and he wants you to talk to him. He's ready to listen to you. Because Jesus loves them too. He doesn't love the sin. Doesn't, he doesn't love what they do. He loves them. And anyway, he's gay. But what about when we have sex outside of marriage? It's the same thing. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, he was touched, that guy, and his eyes was in tears. He was touched. The bride was looking at me, very funny again. (laughs) Poor guy. She had a good wedding, sorry, go But it it was amazing. Don't stop telling the people how much he loved them. He died for them in the cross. He died for us. Not to be sitting down here and listen and then forget. No. He died for us. He paid us such a price for us. To not be selfish anymore. And to go and spread his word. To go and talk about him. The wonderful things. The marvelous things he has done in our lives. From where he took us. Remember. He is God. Remember, he can do amazing things in your life. Remember, he can do miracles if you let him. And the best and the most amazing miracles, I tell you now. You know which one is? It's you there. Now, wherever you are, or if you want to pass here in front to kneeling and surrender to him.